This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 52, Five Ways to Strengthen Your Family. Welcome back, friends. I am Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and my co-host, Becky Proudfit. What up? What up? I'm always really grateful that people carve out the time to join us, but I want to say something that I don't say all the time. Ooh, what are you going to say? I'm really grateful to be here with you, Becky Proudfit. Oh, that's so tender. I really mean that. Oh, you know me why? Too. Because the podcast work is such a joy. We both feel that way. We, we both love it so very yeah. much, but I feel like both of us sometimes get hit kind of hard with opposition when we're about to to do menzel, right? When we're about to do really good things with the podcast and today was no exception, Mm -mm. like in all the ways. (laughs) I mean, it's not like our problems are the worst ever and, you know, our struggles are not like super deep all the time, but man, sometimes opposition is just hard. And I just feel really grateful that you and I both continue just to show up and there's just no one I'd rather do it with. So there you go. Gush of the day. That was tender. I feel the same way. We're here and we're doing it. We we are doing it. it. We wouldn't be anywhere else. This is something that we really, really love so very much. Why don't we, before we share an iTunes review, why don't we each share something just fun and random? What's going on in our life right now? You want to go first? Um, Or do you need a minute? I need a minute. You go first. (laughs) Come on back. Think of something fun. Okay. So I'll share something fun. This is really random, but it brings me a lot of joy. You know that when we moved into the house, I felt really inspired to start this new Instagram account, mm-hmm. Higgins.home. Yes. Super random. Totally. Right? Um, not random for me because it's it brings me joy and I'm really focusing on doing things that bring me joy right now. So it's not right. really that random, but it's kind of out there and whatever. And this week that we're recording this, so by the time the episode airs, this will probably have already happened, but I am almost hitting 10,000 followers on that account. Who cares? Not a big deal. Like I don't do it for followers. I don't do it. I certainly don't do it for money because I, I don't make any money. To right. Me. It's I do a it, passion project. It's a passion project and I do it as a hobby. It's fun to decorate our home and organize and sharing it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But here's the fun part. Here's the really fun part because you don't know this. What? When I hit 10,000 just for fun. Not because it matters. Yes. I'm doing a massive giveaway on what? that account. I know. So by the time what this What are airs, you giving it, away? Like all these brands that I use in our home. Right. I've, I've reached out to a whole bunch of them and was like, hey. Yeah. Do you want to? And do you they're wanna? all saying yes. Heck and yeah, they do. So that is going to be so much Can fun. Can I win? Is that not allowed? I think that if we jaded it, it would be known. Dang it all. <laughs> And I'm not going to have feelings that your home account that's like two months old has more followers than my actual account. It's oh, stop fine. it. You it's know totally that that's fine. not what it's about. It's what, not about that. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, what if I announced you as one of the winners? I think you totally should be like, and guess who won everything? And then wait two hours and watch the DMs roll in. Oh okay. Tell me something fun about your life. What's going on? Okay. I was really fixated by that story. I kind I of forgot to think of something. I'm sorry. Um, honestly... My life is great in all the best ways. Nothing exceptional is happening. Like I we're can, just I trucking can tell along. You something. What? I can give you something. Oh, my husband. I mean, that that's that's not exceptional. That's not my exceptional. husband is recovering from the worst surgery, <laughs> and he has had like some massive surgeries. This surgery he had is the worst recovery he's ever had. Yeah, tonsils it's rough. and sinuses and nose. It's worth noting that David had the same surgeries, yes. plural, mm-hmm. surgeries together yep. all at the same time years ago. And yeah, that was a rough recovery. Only the difference is that David didn't leave um, 
murder marks of blood all over the hospital oh my bed. Gosh. The way Taylor If did. you want to know about that story, go to my Instagram. And while you're at it, follow me. Just saying. <laughs> I'd also someday like to get to 10,000. I'm teasing, but I'm actually, actually not teasing. The, no, there's so a don't. reason why 10,000 actually matters for you. It does. It matters because then I can add swipe up links and it's not like whatever. I just, it's so much more work to not have the swipe it's up. It's so easy being able to add so swipe up links. So how about you help a sister get to 10,000 so I can do the dang swipe up links and spend more time with my family. You guys. No pressure. Go do time. a pity share. Do a pity share. JK. Hey, my stuff is great. Listen, that's what I was going to say. I was teasing you because we can tease each other. No, Becky, your Instagram is like, I love you and I know you. Right. So this is going to sound really jaded, but your Instagram is one of the very best out there ever <gasps> on the planet. Nuh-uh. I mean For that. Reals? I mean that. Thank you. You have worked so hard, especially in the past very year. hard. Yes. Yes. This is a personal thing for you. It's yes. not a, it's not a thing for me. It's not me saying, Hey, you really should oh, yeah, blah, no. blah, blah, blah. No, this is a hundred percent you and you have worked so hard to cultivate a place on the on the internet you know through instagram that is safe and loving and full of light and you recently shared about how much you don't put yourself in a box you don't have a label or a job title or a thing that you just feel like you've got to fit into Mm -hmm. because you're an amplifier and that is who you are that is what you you do on instagram and that is why everybody should be following you on the ig just I love saying. it. And when I get to 10,000, yeah. Becky Higgins is going to give away $1,000. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm not, but you know what? Uh, it's going to be great. I hereby commit, and I say this on, on we'll do a, a giveaway. public podcast, I will totally do a giveaway to celebrate your 10K. Oh, yay. Back to the yes. I did a good birthday giveaway last year, yeah. and I feel like we could get a really good giveaway. Yeah. We're digressing. We are. Okay. okay. Let's, let's, get, <laughs> let's get to uh, the iTunes review, which, yes. by the way, before you read this, Yes. You guys, we have almost 500 reviews on iTunes right now. I love you so much, people. The reviews, we say it all the time. Thank it's you. the currency of podcasting. Mm-hmm. So the analytics with podcasts being the way they are, when you leave reviews, it helps it to become more visible um, and suggested to other people as a podcast they should listen to. So not only do we read every single review, like literally every single review. For real. Um, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um it really is the way that you can help us to help the podcast to grow. So we really appreciate. Yeah, it means the iTunes so much reviews. to us. Yeah. Okay. You want to read the review? I this sure week? will. Okay. okay. No. It's V V S eight V V S eight. That is the V V S eight squared. There you go. Is, is their is their handle? Okay. What you say? I love Becky squared. Working my way through podcasts and taking so many notes that I'm going to need to order more notebooks. Yeah, girl. That was our ulterior motive. Just kidding. It's not. But (laughs) thank you for being you and that all that you do. You have impacted my life in so many great ways. I feel like I'm growing and changing in a positive direction just by listening to a couple gals, having fun, sharing wisdom. Truly, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, VVS8 squared. Thank you, VVS8 squared. (laughs) I love it. No, that means so much. It really does. it, It really, really does. Every single time, every review, it all matters. Thank you very much. All right, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. For a while now, we've seen the trend of fanny packs coming back. I completely see the value in being able to hold a few essentials close by while also being able to forget about them as you conquer the world. I've also seen some incredibly cute designer fanny packs that are pretty flattering, but let's be honest, I'm a person who's stuck somewhere between fancy designer brands and Target. I always want to spend my hard-earned money on something that is functional, beautiful, well-made, and let's be honest, makes me look super smart and stylish too. 
Freshly Picked, one of our very favorite brands, has brought to market another amazing product for smart and stylish moms on the go. The Park Pack is unlike any other fanny pack we have ever seen. It has ample room so you can have all the essentials with you, but it's also sleek enough where it doesn't add awkward bulk to a place on your body where, let's be honest, no thank you. Nobody needs extra Mm -mm. bulk. The leather and design is the exceptional quality you know to expect from Freshly Picked. And this Park Pack fits waist sizes up to 53 three and a half inches with three neutral leather shades to choose from you will for sure find one best suited for you and your personal taste if you have signed up for the fringe program we have mentioned you might even have a bit saved up in your freshly picked fringe account for this purchase remember when you join the fringe you get 20 percent off all your freshly picked purchases plus free shipping join the fringe by visiting freshlypicked.com and use the code becky to get your first month free free money people you know what to do Hey, Beck, don't you think that for most of us, we can safely say that there's just really no one in the world more important to us than our family? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I I would be willing to bet that most of you listening would agree with this. And yet sometimes it feels like we're just pulled in so many directions, like with competing priorities and, you know, you know, everything, all the things, all the time, all the time. Right. And so what happens is that oftentimes our family gets our leftover energy, which is kind of a shame because when we're saying it's the most important thing and then they get leftovers, I know that's a little out of alignment. Right. And that lack of alignment causes some it's out of alignment, but it's also really common. So maybe totally. right off the bat, it would be good for you guys to feel like not alone. Trust totally. me. Totally. Like we have felt that same thing. Raising my proverbial hand now, <laughs> let me tell you. It happens. It just does. So here's here's kind of a thought. Maybe you're really struggling as a family right now to stay connected and taking the initiative to tweak even just one thing you're doing could be really timely right now, which is awesome. Or you could even be in a situation where you're feeling awesome as a family, right? And if you are, that's great. But also, wouldn't you want to help strengthen your family even just a little bit more? I think that's just... I always want to learn and strengthen as much as possible. Yes, for sure. So our thought is that you tuned in and you're listening to this episode for a reason. And a big part of that is because you really do care deeply about your family, just like we do. So... Around here, we advocate for strong families, and we know firsthand that each family to ever exist is so far from perfect, but what a beautiful thing it is to belong to a family where we get to learn some of life's greatest lessons and experience some of life's sweetest blessings. That's just what we feel all the time. So honoring that each family is unique, we remind you that the most important thing you can do while you're listening to our dialogue, because it's just the two of us today, is just make sure, as always, that you're paying close attention to where you're feeling the greatest sense of connection to something that either we're talking about or possibly not even something that comes out of either of our mouths, but maybe you just feel something very specific that you know that you need to do or you need to stop doing or tweak even in some small way. There are obviously a million ways to strengthen your family, but I've come up with a list of five. I know that's like shocking that it's not a list of 30. I know, right? (laughs) 
And <laughs> as you said, a list of in my mind flashed the number thirty. I know. So I kind it's of because one of the- <laughs> episode two. I don't know. It's one of the first five first episodes. Five, she did a list, and oh, it was yeah. 30, 30, you 30 guys. tips for which they were all wonderful. May I recommend that you guys listen to that if you haven't, because we are upon the season yes. of taking family pictures. So if you are into taking your annual family picture and you want some, if you want thirty tips on thirty, <laughs> I like that you did five though, because like you said. Um, my main problem when we're talking about my familial relations is all the things I have to do and all the things my kids have to do. And so I love that this is like eating the elephant one bite at a time. This is not an overwhelming, um, amount of information. It's small and simple things you can do today that Mm -hmm. will pay off big time in the future. Yes. And these are small and simple things. And the idea, the point here is not to end this episode in less than an hour and feel like you've got to do all of it. Right. All right. So keep that in mind. Now, I do want to say one point of context. We are just off, fresh off the heels of our experience at BYU Education Week. So, so much of what I know I'm sharing and what mm-hmm. I have rolling around in my head is totally because yep. I've been blessed to sit at the feet of these amazing yeah, professors, teachers. authors, speakers, um, attorneys, like family attorneys, like yeah. people who have expertise and a lot of experience in helping families to be strengthened. And so I just wanted to give a little shout out to amazing people everywhere. Love it. <laughs> Love so, education. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Ready. Remember, only five things. We can do this. We can do this. All right, so pick one if, if nothing else. Okay. All right, number one, pour on the positivity. Now, I'm talking to one of the most positive people I know. That's you, Beck. You yes. are truly one of the most positive. And I am really? as well. Oh, I think I mean, we're both pretty positive. We're both pretty positive. Yes. But let me say something. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> I, I am a positive person, but if I'm being totally honest, this and the other four things, because I'm the one that kind of came up with this outline for this episode, yeah. they're all things that I want to work on. I need to work on. This is coming from a very personal place of like, you know what? I can step it up in this area. So while I'm a positive person, I need to be better about pouring on the positivity in my family. So here are a few thoughts um, that I have in my mind. First of all, it's way too easy to criticize or nitpick or doubt their intentions. I'm talking about your spouse, your children. Or take something that should be a one on the important scale and make it a 10. Mm -hmm. Guilty is charged. Like that's you can take something like, you don't need to be nitpicking about and nitpick about it. I tend to do do that. that? Um, I feel like it it goes to what we talk about, about curing inner chaos. I know when I am Mm. feeling inner chaos, I am much more snappy with my kids. I'm much more nitpicky and I demand perfection. Mm. And so when I feel that desire to like make a big deal out of someone's sock, I realize like, dude, check yourself. Don't even go there. Totally. Because one thing I love that Tamara Fackrell talked about um, is this ratio. And we've been bringing up the ratio in our family constantly. Yes. Talk about the ratio because that's perfect in this You point. need to flood your family with positivity because you need minimum of five positives to one. negate one negative. Yeah. And I've been talking about this with my kids because they kind of nitpick each other sometimes. Oh, sometimes? So oh my gosh, that's we're constant working in our on family. Five to one as being the minimum. And I think it just goes to the point that I loved how you said pour on the positivity. I think we would all say, like, if you're here and you're trying to cultivate a good life, I'm sure you're positive in 
reaffirming to your family but I think we need to do it to the nth degree so much more than we realize so it floods our home that is the big takeaway that I felt sitting in not just Tamara's um, lectures at education week but several it was like this running theme that wasn't a theme there it was a theme in my heart and I felt it through and through and that's why it is the first thing I wanted to bring up our family needs our most positive self and the thing about that is of course they will benefit but also who benefits the most uh yeah yeah I do you when you calm your inner chaos yeah you feel good yes and to the point that you shared that example what you would not have known is we're recording on this day just last night David and I totally had a moment of ew no like an ew Yuck. That was a yucky moment. And it was actually where we were all together as a family. And I won't go into the details, but I could tell that we needed to like connect and talk because I could tell that it had nothing to do with the tiff that we were feeling and had everything to do with the really deep stuff. The root of it. Yeah. The root of it that my, my personal stuff and his personal stuff. So guess what we did? What did you do? We spent hours talking about it last night. I love it. And it was awesome. And it ended up very, very well. You know what? (laughs) Sorry. Why are you laughing at yourself? I'm sure it ended up wonderfully. Are you thinking like listen, funny let me thoughts just move over on. there? Okay, so her and David had a great night last night. They talked through some things. You guys, here's the point though. Here's the point. It really goes back to what you were saying, Becky, is that we do choose things to nitpick about that mm-hmm. really aren't a big deal. Yeah. We really do have to check ourselves and go, wait a second, hold on. I'm yeah. just agitated or I'm annoyed because this is actually what's going on in my heart and my mind right now. And right. it has nothing to do with the stupid thing that we're disagreeing about. Right. Right? That just happens. So anyway, I have three ways that we can pour on the positivity through words, okay. number one, actions, number one, and thoughts. Wait for your mind to be blown. Okay. okay. Oh, I can't wait. The okay. Thing is so cool. words. Um, this is obvious stuff, guys. But just as a reminder, again, paying attention to what feels specific for you. Use your words. Say the compliments. Don't just think them in your head. Share the praise. Mm-hmm. Have those those comments that you say about what you noticed in the person. Mm-hmm. Don't just feel it and admire them and go, oh, that's really cool. They're really amazing. Say the dang words. Tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big deal. You need to validate your family. Say those simple things like, good job. I'm so proud of you. We need to do less of the, you look so pretty, mm-hmm. and more of the, yeah, holy be, cow, your character is amazing. Yeah. You're strong. You're brave. Or even notice, you know, when, when I see, let's just take Lucy, my daughter, for example. Okay. I get concerned that we say a lot of, you're awesome, I'm awesome, we're awesome, mm-hmm. but we're not, we don't really believe it. We don't really believe what we're saying, and the people that are hearing it don't really believe it either. And um, because those are words, but I like backing it up with like noticing things you did. So like for Lucy, um, if she's in a place of like a lot of, a lot of negative interactions, I'm going to look for evidence to support her goodness. Like I'm going to say, Hey, I noticed that that person did something and that was really annoying. And I saw how hard you were fighting to restrain yourself. Like that was amazing. Well done. That is a very good example of being specific and, and pointing to their character not physical traits, not obvious stuff, but mm-hmm. more like they can feel the sincerity in what you're saying. You, can, you want to compliment effort, mm-hmm. right? You want to comp- compliment that. Not just of, results. Not just results. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. Also, Tamara Fackrell, who we were just going to mention her once in a while. Love that girl. Oh my gosh. All the wisdom. She talks about the praise sandwich. Now, David and I have practiced this in our marriage um, before, and we just never thought of it 
with that right. label. And that's like the best label. So everyone remember the praise sandwich. What this means is it doesn't have to be every single time, but when you do know that you need to offer some correction or constructive feedback or a suggestion or guidance or something like that, whether it's with a child or your spouse, the idea here is that you give them the compliment, give them any sort of compliment or positive feedback first, then you offer the correction or suggestion or guidance, and then you offer another compliment. See, it's a praise sandwich. I love it. Who doesn't Everybody, love a good, delicious sandwich? Right? Everybody wins with a praise sandwich. Okay, actions. As far as actions, obviously you want to do these based on love languages. Mm-hmm. Some people love hugs. Some people love time together. Mm-hmm. Just know. I like all of it. I like gifts oh and hugs gosh. and surprises and time together <laughs> and words of affirmation. She is all of so it. high maintenance. I, I can't am, even handle I it. I love it. Am I good at all of those things? Yeah, you really you are. As You're a friend? Very good. Okay. I mean, we could snuggle more, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so speaking of snuggling, let me give you just a few quick, easy, fast examples. For Porter, grilled cheese sandwiches. Every early release day, every week, Aww. I just make him and his friend grilled cheese sandwiches. And that's a so small thing. Like, it's just not a big deal, but it's a massive love language thing. For Claire, you, I think I've mentioned this before, she, my daughter does not love a whole lot of attention touch, hugs, back rubbing, all the things that my boys love, my daughter's like, please, no, thank you. Right. And it's okay if that's forever. And if it's okay, if it's just a phase, but either way, we've totally talked about it. And so my love language for her is when I touch base, she lets me give her hugs, which I'm so grateful for, like so, so grateful. And then love language, I give her space. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of effort on my part. Cause you, you know what I want to do? Hug her little brains out I wanna, and snuggle her in bed. I want to lay in her bed right? for hours. And, and braid her hair and I talk do. about your relationship. I really do. I get it. You know what she would want? Like, not at all, ever? All of that. Every last bit of that. <laughs> That's not true, actually. Some of our most special moments have been, like, laying on her bed and talking. But really, she needs her space. Yeah. And so I give it to her. And then for crew, easy breezy. The boy loves one-on-one attention and snuggles. And you better believe every night. Done, done, oh. done. Oh. He's and easy. that is how you meet his love. Right there. love language. Aunt Becky knows how to serve him well. That's right. Speaking of service, a surefire way to love someone even more than you already do, serve their little brains out. Mm-hmm. Serve them, serve them, serve them. And within your family, if you guys need to get a little more creative and lead by, or creative in your family for serving, make sure that you are leading by example in the way that you serve your family. The last thing um, on this that I wanted to bring up are our thoughts. Now, this is the mind-blowing stuff. And I'm telling you, it doesn't come from me. Guess no, where it comes from? No, this is like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to throw a dart at the board here and say, Tamara Fackrell. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. Almost okay. as if I was there. So but Becky and I were together. This was crazy. No, this is super crazy. We yeah. were together sitting in one of her lectures, like we mentioned, and she was talking about how what you're thinking about your child or an, it was a, a parenting. Really anybody. Yes. It was a parenting class. The thoughts class. that you have in your head. Uh-huh. They actually affect the person's physiology. We're talking biological, scientific affects their physiology. From our thoughts about From the our thoughts. Wait, are you guys ready for this? This is a legitimate- No, like, like this blew my mind. Like put the dishes down. Like right? really listen in. So let's explain this. Tamara looks at the audience and says, uh, eeny, meeny, money, mo, right? Like yeah. she just picks Come some up. lady and says, and says, Come on up to the stage, which she did. And she said, do you know me personally? And she's like, no. And she says, do I know you? No. And so she's like, okay, just so you guys understand, like Mm -hmm. we do not know each other. This is not something that was like, 
planned ahead of time. She was not a plant. Nope, not at all. Okay, so she goes up and she um, she says, I want you to say about yourself. No, yeah, she did said- she do it about herself first? Or just the or or just with other people. Well, let's stick to the other people. Yeah, I think it, it was with the other point. people. I okay. don't think it was. So she said, "Everyone say to her, you are smart, you are beautiful, you are strong, you are amazing.' You didn't even have to say it. You think it in your head. Well, She's hold like, on. She did it with verbal first. Remember? No, I don't. But it's okay. Fine. Well, I could be making this up, but I'm pretty sure it was verbal first. Okay. So we said it, and um, and she held her hands up. Right. Yeah, this, like this as a person tea. out of the audience. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's standing like a T with her arms out. And Tamara tried to push down her arms and they just did not budge. Yeah. Like she was able to hold her arms up like we yeah. all can. Like normal. Normal Because of course she was resisting right. the strength. She's like, I keep your arms up, keep your right. arms up. And she was resisting, resisting that strength. And then she invited us to not say the words out loud, but to think yes. about this person. You are stupid. You are ugly. You're you are enough. worthless. Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. Just all the negative thoughts. And so there was no, no sound in the room. We were all thinking all these negative, yucky thoughts about mm-hmm. this person, this poor sweet woman know, huh? that we don't know, this volunteer who doesn't even know what's going on. Tamara says, put your arms back up. So she goes back to the T position and says, hold them strong. And then she goes to push on her arms. And what happened? They fell like little noodles. No, for real. Like for real. And it wasn't like, oh, Tamara was pushing hard. And it was seriously like there was a biological response Mm -hmm. to the negative thoughts we were having in in her body. You guys, it. Mind blown. It was a like I still have goosebumps thinking about it. Because how often do I have as we're talking about pour on the positivity? I can control my mouth. Like I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I have good impulse control mm-hmm. sometimes. Most of the I time. Can, <laughs> I can control myself. I'm not going to verbally lash my children. But oftentimes as I watched this, I was like, I will sometimes have thoughts in my head and never speak them because totally. obviously you don't want to be speaking you bad use thoughts. Use a filter. Of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But I'm still having them. Totally. And I thought, dang, that is really an area that I can improve because I wonder what I'm putting out there in my home just by sometimes the thoughts I may have. Like, for instance, if a kid skips a homework assignment and I'm like in my head thinking, what the crap is wrong with you? Why don't you like I will think these things and not voice them. Mm -hmm. I will voice them responsibly, but I'm still thinking them. And so, wow, like the effect our thoughts have on our home, I think is more tangible and scientific than we even realize. It's, this is exactly why this is one of my most powerful takeaways that I am feeling right now in my life. And not because I'm thinking all of these negative thoughts all the time. I love my family. I adore them. They know this. I speak it like you, I use a filter. And so it makes me more aware of my own thoughts because I honestly, you know, I studied family science. I told you that I have never, ever heard this concept that our thoughts can actually affect, I know they affect me. Mm-hmm. I know that they affect my, the way I feel and the way I right. act, but oh my goodness, to affect and have a direct impact on the physiology of the person I'm thinking the thought about. Yeah. What? I know. It's Whoa. pretty crazy. Okay. We can be a whole lot better. All right. Let's move on to the second thing. Your job is not to change them. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Sing it. A stinking men. But why am I bringing this up? Because don't we a lot of us, not all of us have the tendency to want to change something about the person that we love. Do you know love? why we think that? Tell me why. It comes from a place of selfishness, thinking that our way is the best and only way. Bingo. And I don't even think that you would realize that on a moment by moment basis, mm-hmm. but 
one of the most important things I've learned about parenting is my children can become more when I honor and see them as individuals as opposed to trying to make them fit into my version of success for them. Totally. Totally. And this is what I love the most about all of this is that I feel a greater sense of freedom in my life with the knowledge that it isn't up to me to change the person or the thing about the person that I love so much. I, it's almost like this burden just lifts off Mm -hmm. of my shoulders instead of trying to change your spouse or your child and knowing that we can't change their behavior What we do want to remember is that we can and we do influence them. So we're focusing on influence, not change. This is a big deal. Now, the main question here that we might be asking is how. How do we influence those that we love the most? And it's said simply, and this is actually something that Jennifer Thatcher said um, in a different um, lecture that I sat in at BYU Education Week. Um, And it's a truth that we all know. We cannot give someone what we don't already have. Hmm. We know this. Yes. And so if you... And might I also suggest that if you are hearing this and evaluating your relationship with your kids and thinking this might be something um, that you might want to work on, I I went through this process a few years ago of really working on this. Um, I think sometimes we try to use our children and our children's success to fix negative thoughts and feelings we have about ourselves that we haven't dealt with. Like you might not think very highly of yourself and think, but if my children are successful, then I'm a worthwhile human being because I've done something good. And you've heard Becky talk about detaching your self-worth from your child's actions or your husband's actions. Yeah. Yeah. You have infinite influence on your kids, but your influence can't be felt unless your children feel safe and respected and loved. And then you can start to share together and cultivate together. Absolutely. And then what I find with myself and the, those kinds of efforts is that when I align my actions with the person that I truly want to be, and this is my own personal, like, this is how I cultivate a good life. I not only feel more joy myself, but it becomes more obvious to those around me. That is influence. Are you telling me that if you are a truly happy and fulfilled individual that you're going to bring that peace and joy to your home, Becky? Is that what I'm understanding? Becky, that is what I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? So we true. Have to, we have to work on ourselves in order to be the influence that we want to be in our families. Mm. We just have to be. And that's that's all about our choices. And an episode that we did recently, I want to refer you guys to, is episode 51 with Marilee Boyack. If you haven't listened, Another genius. Love her. She's so good. That topic is on kids and agency. So as we're talking about choices and focusing on your own choices and making sure that your kids, you know, use their agency and blah, 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 listen to that episode. Lots of gems, lots of wisdom in that one. Um, One little quick example, and then we'll move on to number three. So recently, um, I put, you know, I have this little jet made board that I keep in our kitchen and I'm always changing out like the little sayings or quotes or words of, um, words of love to my kids or whatever. And recently I was just feeling this, you know, wanting more connection in our family. And so I thought, you know, something that's just really helpful is we need to not be on our tech as much. All of us, all five of us. So I put less tech, more connection, less technology, more connection. And it's, we sat with it for a week and like nothing changed. 
And I was yeah. like, okay. So My subliminal messaging is not working. What <laughs> in the heck? It wasn't working. And I won't go into the long story of how my thoughts actually evolved about this, but I was realizing that it was less about what we were eliminating and it was more about needing to be totally proactive and really all of us, and I talked with this uh, with my family about this, is that all of us had the individual responsibility to take a more proactive role. So not just put the phone away, but actually be the one to come up with the mm-hmm. ideas. Like, should we play a game? Should we go for a walk? What's the thing that we can do? But you and I, we each have a responsibility to step up and bring up the idea. I actually really love that tip. And one thought about that yeah? is someone told me, you can never nag someone into success and I was like mm. hmm, but I nag all the time what are you talking about <laughs> it seems to be working just and fine I, right and I love that your example of worrying about what you could do to cultivate more moments in your home probably was that influence and example that led your kids and your family to do the same totally I just love that I love I love putting the accountability solely on our shoulders because that's something I can change I can't change how someone else acts but I surely can change how I'm acting for sure and that is an empowering thought to me it is and there's more empowering thoughts that that we're going to be talking about in just a minute that have to do with that like your role your responsibility that I'm excited to share also um okay so number three Be intentional about cultivating moments. Love this. Okay. So you're really good at this. I mean, listen, you are. my Disney background. But every single thing that is on here truly is something that I want to work on. I also think that I'm pretty good about cultivating moments. But I want to be better. I really, really want to be better because I know that when we're intentional about cultivating moments that it draws us in closer. We are more connected as a family. And we can all agree that sometimes magical moments do just kind of happen. They do. And your family or... The stars align. Right. Like it just kind of works. But for the most part, guys, when you think about it, the best moments would not happen if there wasn't some kind of intentional effort. I want you to think about a really special moment, just a really small, special moment between you and another person, your spouse or your child in particular. And think about what led up to that moment. You must have positioned yourself to experience that. You must have done something so that that moment could happen. It didn't need to be a planned thing to have the magical moment, but you did something right to be able to have that. And so that's what the word cultivate means is we can do a better job at positioning ourselves so that we can have these types of experiences. I love that. So, you know, some examples just to kind of paint a picture here, we can be more intentional about the routines and traditions Mm -hmm. in our home and in our families. For example, making meals together. Yeah, you're not going to have a magical moment at the dinner table if you have not, in fact, made a dinner to have on a table. Right. Now, obviously, it's not like realistic that your family will together, all of you, make a meal every night. Like maybe, oh, of course not. I mean, maybe. Of course not. But if that's never something you're trying to, to cultivate in your home, mm-hmm. like you need to show up in the ways that you need to to be yeah. prepared, to be available to take advantage of those magic moments. And that's the taking advantage is what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like if you find yourselves, say, in the kitchen together or on a walk together or doing a service project together or kneeling together in prayer, if you are cultivating those traditions and habits and moments then of course you're setting yourself up for success in those relationships. Yeah. Of course you are. There's no way to not have magical moments when you make those efforts. And especially, we say it all the time, consistency breeds momentum. True. So the more consistent you are with these 
things that you're putting into motion, yeah. the more likely you are to have these really, really special moments that you are wanting to have more in your family. I really love talking about moments because for me, um, I think I used to like wrap a day up and like it was a good day or mm-hmm. a bad day. But when you think about life and parenting and especially families where there's so many moving pieces and personalities and whatever, when you think about it in terms of moments, it's such a more um, doable period of time, mm-hmm. right? Like if we're having a bad moment, it's a bad moment. It's not a bad day or a bad afternoon. It's or a bad, bad life moment, right? It's yeah. a bad moment and it helps you to be able to move on. I think from things faster mm-hmm. and, and be more intentional about the cult, the cultivating piece of that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I want to tell you something that happened last night that has to do with cultivating a moment. Um, we had some friends that were going to pop over. You know, we love having friends over. Yes, like, you sure do. A lot. We love hosting and we love just friends. We love relationships. We love all of that. And so last night, a family was going to pop over. We were making pazookies, which is the undercooked cookie dough with the ice cream and the stuff on top. Okay, anyway. Um, We were having them over, and we were making dinner together as a family. We were doing homemade pizzas, and I mentioned that this is where things went awry, and David and I had, like, this yucky moment. And it was totally, like, we definitely were irritated by each other's something. Like, it, it was just off, right? Yeah. Raise your hand if you have a few of those. <laughs> yeah, all marriage, the time. All, right? Okay, so it, it happened. It's not a big deal, but it was just like, it was just tense, and it was weird, and it was dumb, and it was whatever. Yeah, you were just out of sync. We were out of sync. That is the very best way to say it. And the kids knew it, and we knew it, and I was talking about it, and um, I mean, not like inappropriately, like having a fight in front of the kids, but right, right. I was like, okay, we need more connection here. Like, we yeah. need to. So you know what I did? I didn't even ask my family. Hmm. I texted my friend, Lori, and I said, I love you so much, and I am very sorry. My family really, really needs connection tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Let's rain check. And it really wasn't a big deal because they were just popping over for dessert. And yeah. like while I was sad to break the news and sad to uninvite our friends, what was the higher priority? Your family. We needed that. The connection that. in your family. And guess what happened last night? You connected with your family? Like a boss. I love it. So this is what I'm saying. When we are cultivating moments and setting ourselves up for success, sometimes, boys and girls, this means eliminating something, even if it disappoints someone, which my friend wasn't oh, disappointed. That's so hard. Disappointing I know. people. But it goes back to what is your number one priority? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, before anything else, my family is number one. And I need to make sure my actions match that sentiment. Your actions have to be consistent with your knowledge of what's most important. And this, this whole idea of having time alone as a family is actually something we have Because we're like you. We love our people. Love the people. And um, we have actually been having more time where we don't let our kids bring friends and we don't have friends. And and it really is just that time together as a family because if you're not doing that regularly, it Mm -hmm. becomes uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. you do. You get out of sync. And honestly, I think that's what it was. The first couple of times you do it again, you're like, oh, dang it. This is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like what happened here? And you kind of have to go through a pattern of establishing that alone family time for us, it took uh, took a few times to get back in the swing of that. Um, but it's something that we notice in our family we have to do. I'm really glad that you brought that up because last night, well, at the end of all that experience, we absolutely connected. It was rough. 
because yeah. it really, I mean, at first, cause it was like, okay, clean up dinner. Let's have intentional time together. Let's- I know. It's not like you say, let's connect. And everyone's like, you're right, mom. We're out of sync. Let's hug. No, let's really get to the heart of this. No, no. Just, let me be clear here. Yeah. I was the only one, right? the only one of the five of us that was like, we're doing this. Everyone else we- was like, oh, this is awkward. We're digging in baby. <laughs> right. And guess what? Awkward is okay. Totally. Awkward is necessary. And awkward can sometimes be the very stepping stone that gets us to the place of going, oh, yeah, we really do like each other. Right. And it feels really good to spend time together. And right. also being in sync is the very best ever. So let's like take the necessary steps to be intentional about cultivating those moments. And P.S., before I move on, have a stinking sense of humor in your family. Please uh-huh. laugh a little more. Everything is not so serious. Everything is not so... Um, what's Life the word? and death, really. Yeah, it's just not. And everything, I will say this, parents, bless your heart. It's not, all, it's not all about you. Actually, very little of it is probably about you, especially when we're talking about kids and emotions. And a lot of it is not about you. And it's okay to let that go and let things roll off of you. Were you going to sing Frozen's Let It Go? Ooh, no, but I totally should have. Oh, dang it. I know. Okay. I, you can't do it when it's like on demand. No. I get that. Not a dancing monkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number four. Oh, this is so near and dear to my heart. Yes. I know, I know, I know. Share more stories. Okay, you know what happens when we share or write or tell a story, do you? Well, I sure do, but okay. you should probably say it. Well, I mean, we all know this. I yes. really do believe that most of us know this, but I just need to remind all of us that when we do that, it is so much more imprinted on our own heart. Whatever story we're sharing or telling or writing down or saying to a family member, yeah, it just sinks into our soul. And not only is our family strengthened by the story sharing that we do, but you are strengthened. Everybody wins in this situation. We talk about that a lot because it's just flipping true. Like all capitals, bold, italicized, it's true. That's just how it works. And so the thought here is that if this is something that you want to be better about, it's just a matter of implementing more storytelling in your family culture. It does not have to be a big deal. It does not have to be everyone gather around. It's time for a it's story. Story time. Mother's going to gather yeah. everyone around her knees. And it doesn't have to be that. And also, don't make it awkward like I was just describing, because maybe I may have done that once or twice in my I mean, life. could have been awkward. <laughs> you know, here's a little parenting hack. This is something that I do in my house. Okay. When my kids are fighting, which happens maybe once or twice a year, maybe, if that. I'm teasing all the time. Happens all the time. (laughs) Um, One tactic that I have used is we have Apple TV in our house and we have videos, you know, uploaded Mm -hmm. from whenever. Mm -hmm. If I show my children videos of them as children Mm -hmm. playing together and we start sharing together. So it's not like, let me tell you about this. It's more like, let's reminisce. Oh my gosh. It takes them back to a place where they remember liking each other. This is so good. Seriously. And they become preoccupied and love it. And they're like, oh, he was so cute. She was so awesome. Remember? And I swear they forget about it. Okay. You know how I feel about family videos. Oh, they're good. But I didn't even think about that. That is totally a connecting point that brings Mm -hmm. people into the story sharing without even knowing it. It's fixing a problem when no one knows you're fixing a problem. Man, it's so tricky. (laughs) It's so good. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story about a story. Ooh. Crew just the other day said, 
mom because he's the one i swear he's like a little me and he's a lot yes. david but the little part of me that he is he is he wants to know memories yeah and he wants to cultivate memories and he wants to preserve stories and he's just yeah. anyway he says mom what's like one regret of your whole childhood and i was like oh, deep question it is a deep question but you have to bear in mind me as a person and my personality i don't live with regret right i've made mistakes I have experiences that have broken my heart. Do I regret any of it? Not for a second. I would not change any part of my story because it's made me who I am. You get the idea. Right. But he wanted an answer. Yeah, he did. I needed to show up and answer and let him know. He knows the part about the no regrets, but I'm like, okay, here's the regret. You ready for this? When I was little, I remember my age, but I was throwing a fit. I was so upset and I was throwing a tantrum and I was mad and I was crying and I was little enough to be like that, right? Yeah. And my dad, who is truly the most patient, kind man on the face of this planet, says to me, he sits next to me and says, Becky, can I tell you a story? And I said, no. (laughs) You said, I don't want none of it. Right. I literally shut my dad down. Guess what I regret to this day as a 42-year-old? You have no idea what he was going to tell you. And I've asked him, Dad, do you please, please tell what me. What were you going to bestow What was on the me? story? Because I love yeah. stories, but I shut him down. And he, of course, doesn't even remember the moment. Because he probably doesn't even know what he was going to no, say after, let me tell you a story. Up. He yeah. was like, please give me some inspiration <laughs> to, ta- to tame this wild beast right now. That's totally what it was. Of course, my dad doesn't remember. And so guess what, crew and everybody in the world... That is my regret. I yeah. regret that I shut down an opportunity to hear a story. Isn't that funny? But now crew has that story and yeah. He'll never shut down so, your story. Now, well what, played. <laughs> what kind of story should we be sharing? I mean, really any stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. But to give you an idea, share your personal experiences, share your spiritual experiences, maybe share some times that you felt prompted to do something and you acted on it. And like what happened with that? Um, maybe share the way that you felt truly blessed in a moment that someone served you or share a struggle that you went through from a bazillion years ago or yesterday. It doesn't matter, but how did you get through it? What did you do to get through that struggle? Or maybe share something that was really cool that you noticed about someone and why it impressed you. Yeah. You guys share anything. Share anything. And if you're not in the habit of sharing stories or doing things like this and talking like this, it is like a muscle. It is. If you've got a weak muscle, what do you do to make it stronger? You work out and you're sore. (laughs) And then you work out some more and you're less sore. It is. It's true, though. No, that's true. Those moments... um, when I used to try to tell my kids stories, I used to be really big on teaching moments and I have stopped saying that because my kids were like, this is not a teaching moment. <laughs> like it was too much about me. But, um, mm, I think sometimes we get precious with our stories and I'm like, I don't want to tell my kids about that time that I ditched school because I don't want, the, I don't want them to think it's okay to, think. to ditch school <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I don't want to tell them about the time I thought I sucked when I was a teenager for that day and what happened and how I didn't really work through that well those are the very stories that have caused real connection with my kids is when I'm like I'm so sorry I I know how you feel I totally remember feeling that same way and um, allowing my kids to know me as a human being and not just like the mom who knows everything because I don't let's be honest we're all making it up as we go and doing our best to cultivate and learn and grow together but I think when we access that vulnerability, it builds bridges um, that weren't there before. I agree. The walls come down. And that's why story is so important and how it helps us to be better connected. And I appreciate that you added those insights because again, it's so, it's so, so true. All right. Last but not least, number five, consider the narrative in your head 
about your family. Now, Oof, love this. Oof, right? So love it. this is in and of itself a whole episode that we want to expand upon even more. And there's someone that you and I both love mm-hmm. who is a speaker at um, BYU Education Week, Roger K. Allen. We will have him on the show and we will have him dive in so deep on this because you guys, it will change yep. your family dynamic, the way that you think about your family. But anyway, let me touch on it at least a little bit. My goodness, no cliffhangers here. How you talk about your family will foster an even deeper belief in how you feel about your family. Think about that. Okay. So how, how do we talk about our family, whether it's talking about the kids to your spouse, whether it's talking to a girlfriend, complaining about whatever's going on in your family, Yeah. how do you want to feel? You've got to choose how you want to feel and choose that story very, very, very carefully. What you focus on becomes amplified. And Mm -hmm. so if your story is that you are an overworked, tired mom with kids who don't respect, like that is going to become your narrative when Mm -hmm. we all have pieces of that in our life and we all have pieces of other things. So what do you want to be your overlying story in your family because you are as you start to vocalize that you're going to find evidence in your family with your children to support that well and roger k allen who i referenced he said these exact words so i'm just going to make this like this is his quote but it's something that you and i totally totally believe believe what you want to believe about your family you will find evidence to support that thought or the belief it's it's something we talk about a lot isn't it Mm -hmm. and it's really true again it's just it feels right in my heart when I say that and I think about it because I realize it is so true. Can I give people an example? Please do. I'm going to give you an applicable example from my life. Um, I could very easily paint the picture that I am overworked and have too much going on and chaos in our home and kids who um, are really strong-willed and difficult children um, because that is all true. And also, let me tell you the story that I have about us. When anyone asks me to introduce myself, when I introduce myself as a mom, I say, I'm mom to four of the craziest, most wonderful children in the world because they, I have strong-willed children. I have energetic children, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But the narrative that I am telling myself about that is that that is a good thing, that their desire and uh, zest for life, we'll call it, um, <laughs> is a good thing and a strength to our family. Because I guess what? I can't change that. I can't change or take their enthusiasm for all things out of them, nor would I want to, right? And so it's how I'm framing that. Well, and which version of the two of those examples is the truth? You you get to choose it. Totally get to choose it. That's the point here. Totally. You literally choose the truth that you want to have. Mm -hmm. And so that that is what is so empowering. And that's why I made this the fifth point, the last point, is that the empowered feeling that I have when I recognize and acknowledge that my thoughts about my family and the narrative that I tell myself, let alone saying it out loud, is literally my truth. And guess what truth I want? The good, awesome truth. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to have a negative narrative about my family. I freaking love my family. I'm going to be with them forever and ever. And so I'm going to choose the story that is shining a light on the family that I love so very much Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on 
the difficult, the hard, the challenging, the annoying, the whatever that we all experience in family life. Every one of us, it sure does. Where we put our focus Mm -hmm. is where those flowers will grow, right? And then, oh, I want to grow flowers. You're welcome, (laughs) you little gardener. One last thought on this last point about considering your negative, your narrative, negative. (laughs) Don't be negative. Don't make it negative. Is um is a question? Do you know what changes absolutely everything? Do you know? I'll tell you. Chipotle? No, <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> Gratitude, friends. Yes. All day long. So whatever that looks like for you, remember, you're not fixing other people. You're not going to, yeah. like, trust me, I am working so hard to figure out how to help my whole family, all four of them, be a little more grateful and in every way because I'm such, I'm, I feel like I'm so full of gratitude. Yeah. Um, I have work to do on myself. I need to work on my own gratitude because that then takes the focus off of the people that A, I'm not supposed to fix and B, have so many amazing strengths that maybe gratitude is not the thing that has to be like, quote, fixed, right? Right. And so you've got to get more gratitude in your heart. And if you want to keep a gratitude journal, that can help. And if you want to try something that I'm about to try with my family, are you ready? They don't even know. You ready for this? I know what you're going to say because I thought the same thing at Education Week. Oh, oh, really? Because Tamara talked about this. She did? Oh, that's probably, okay. I'm going to take one of our BH Simple Notebooks, one of our notebooks, and it is going to be a family gratitude journal. Did Tamara really talk about Mm -hmm. that? Okay, that's definitely where the seed was planted because I didn't remember that. Thank you, Tamara. I'm going to use a notebook. It's going to be our family gratitude journal. I am not going to force this upon my family. I will not shove it down their throats, but I will leave this notebook and a pen out at all times, and we will take turns, and I will encourage my family to just write what they are grateful for. It doesn't have to be about anything specific. Whatever the heck is in their heart in the moment, I will remind them on occasion, hey, have you written in the last few days or whatever? Or maybe when they say something, oh, mom, that was dinner, was good, or whatever it is, just be like, you should write that in the notebook. Yes. Yes. Take so, it, take notice of the, gra- well, when I, when we went to education week, yeah. I was like, Hey, I really want to do that because yeah. we do highs, lows and do good, be kind moments at dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to have like a record of a that record yes. and we don't have a record of that. And I love, um, again, when you're writing that down, they're going to start looking for more things. It's like becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy when they know it's coming. Um, and they know it's there. They're going to want at some point, to write in it. Yes. And so they're going to be looking for stuff to write in it. You guys, if you do this, this is how I feel. And I bet this is how you're feeling, Becky. If we do this, you guys, this will be seriously one of the most treasured, not only connecting points as a family mm-hmm. and experiences, but one of the most treasured records you could ever have in your home and in your family. And by the way, hello, posterity years and years from now. Can you imagine? I've never seen a family gratitude journal from my um, ancestors. That would be like mind blowing. That'd be really cool. All right, guys, let's do it. As we wrap up, let me just remind you of a couple things. Do not feel overwhelmed. This is not a list of things that you've got to do overnight. And we've already expressed that we're coming from a personal place of resolve in our own families, but just take the things that are personal for you and, and, um, and go after it. We're here supporting you and cheering you on. And you know that, um, and remember that busyness is usually a choice. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, I don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have one more minute. I don't have the energy to like put this kind of effort. The thing is, is that if your family truly is your priority, and that's how we feel about our family as well, then it's on us to take the action. And if that action means that we've got to let something else go that's consuming our thoughts, our energy, our time, let the thing go. Yeah. Let the thing go. 
Um, the goal is always the same, you know, in our families, for example, be a happy family. That's a great goal, but how we get there and how we reach that goal should and will evolve, right? Seasons Mm -hmm. change, pages turn, chapters continue. We are supposed to evolve as people, as humans, and also within our families. That is normal. That is natural. That is exceptional. I was going to say it's good. It's so good. It's so good. All right, friends, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life and cultivating a stronger family. Now, nothing that we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write those down, those promptings that you feel, and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on, and we look forward to being with you next week. Like, I can't decorate your house. But you can feed my family every single night. Because I'm not that good at it. But I can You're feed you. You're good at it. What are you I'm talking about? I'm good at it. I wouldn't say that I'm like, it's my shining star of my life. You know where you do shine? Everywhere else. Just <laughs> Everywhere <laughs> else, including the kitchen. Oh, I do. I do share. Or share. I do um, You're reading something while you're kitchen. talking. <laughs> I'm trying to find the dang ad. 53. Okay. You do shine. You're sparkly in every way. I do not shine in the kitchen, but you know it's a goal. I think I don't think you're bad in the kitchen. You understand I really messed up on something last night. Oh, guess what? It's going to come out in this episode. Maybe if I get really specific, that's it's. Let's focus on you making that apple salad. That's a real win. The Jiminy salad. Oh, Jiminy's good. You're welcome. No, that salad is like not. It's amazing. It's a good thing that you've only had it once because then it's more special. Me once a week for the whole rest of my life. If you make all of the other meals for my family. Okay. Okay. Sold. Red. All right, just talk for me, please. Okay. I'm not red. You're red. You're red, Becky. Hmm. Red. How's it going? Good. How's it going? I feel not sick today. That's really great. See, you went into the red. Maybe we just need, both of us, you just need a teeny bit more space. That's great. Then I don't have to hunch over. Well, which is better? That's actually a good question. I would much rather not hunch over. Okay, because another option is that it sounds really rich and deep when we're closer. But then I can turn the gain down. How about that? How you like me now? How you like me now? How's that? How is it? It's good. It's Let's good. Do it. It's really good. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. We should get Britney mics. You went red Just again. Saying. Well, I guess it's because you're singing. I wasn't singing loud, though. Hmm. I'm confused. Okay. This is Cultivate a Good Life. This is Cultivate. This is, this is. This is cultivate. This is cultivate a good life. I like it better like that. I'm going to okay. be a little closer.